What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Crunch Time. I'm Mikey here, joined by Sam. Today's the day of the NBA draft. It's tonight at 8 p.m. at the Barclays Center. So excited for that to happen. One of the most important days in the NBA season. And in this episode, we're going to be going towards not some of the top picks, but some of the under-the-radar guys in this year's draft that are very, very talented that teams should look at to pick. So, Sam, start us off. Tell me one player that you're really, really interested in that you think teams will get a bucket out of. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I don't know about getting a bucket out of, but a guy that I'm definitely targeting in every draft from NBA executives is Josh Giddy, someone who's going to go from the 10 to 12 range. He's an extremely talented passer. He's a very long wingspan. He's from Australia, and I really believe he can make an impact at the next level. He's very versatile, can play the one through the four, and I don't know if he's going to be scoring 30 points per game, but he's definitely someone who's very well-rounded and can make an impact on every aspect of the stat sheet. Yeah, I like that a lot. Josh Giddy has been skyrocketing in a lot of mock drafts. Like you said, it'll probably be a lottery pick. Um, guy's got talent. He's tall. He's a guard. The only thing he can't really do is shoot, but he's pretty versatile and he's good on defense. So I think in this modern day of the NBA, he's he's a nice thing to have. And especially since he's young, he can work on his shooting. That won't be a problem. Another international guy that I'm looking at is Usman Garuba. Um, he's like a center from Spain. I think he's very, very athletic. And also, he's just a defensive beast. And I think that that is very important in the NBA. You want to have a good rim protector. Um, and I think that he'll offer teams a hard worker and honestly a beast in the paint. Like if you're driving on him, you're going to have a hard time going past him. And I think that as the NBA has moved on these past few years, we've seen that there is a ton of international talent and that shouldn't be overlooked. So I think that he'll be a great pick for whatever team has him. And I think he'll go around like 16 to 20 in that range. Yeah, I like that a lot. Another guy that um, actually this is kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum, someone that I think will be overdrafted tonight is Corey Kispert. As a lot of people think, he is very versatile. However, he does struggle with his on-ball defense at times. And I think in the modern-day NBA, you need a lot more than just a jump shot. Yeah, sure, Duncan Robinson has seen a lot of success in his first few years in the NBA because he can shoot the ball. However, I think uh, Kispert is going to be a huge defensive liability, and his playmaking is definitely going to be exploited because I don't think he can really create for his teammates at the next level. I think he's going to be taken in the 12 to 15 range. I think teams should definitely watch out before taking him tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that he's a very, very talented player, obviously. And I think that you're going to get a good player. I mean, it's just so fascinating to see this NBA draft is so incredibly deep. And it's funny that some of these guys that will go in the, in the mid-20s can honestly be lottery picks in, in maybe last year's draft and some other year's draft. So this is a very important draft for a lot of teams. A lot of teams are rebuilding. A lot of teams are competing, like our New York Knicks are trying to build something. They might trade up. And even if you're not going to trade up and if you stay with like a 19-20 pick, you're going to get a good guy out of that. Like, yeah, you got to pick the right guy because we have to understand that not all of those picks are going to be good NBA players. But there's a significant chance that that player will make an impact, especially on top team. Yeah, another player I like a lot is Sharif Cooper. The dude is a very, very talented playmaker. And I think that for a team like the Knicks, he'll probably go to the range of like 18 to 22, like in that range. Maybe he'll even get drafted higher. He is a little small, but his passing ability is the best of the draft class, in my opinion. I think he helps great with spacing, and I think that he can, along with like shooters beside him, I think that can make a very, very talented backcourt for any team. What do you think about Sharif? I'm personally a big Sharif Cooper believer. I think that his playmaking translates very nicely to the next level. His lob passes are very nice, and he can definitely push it in transition. 
for I mean I don't think I can't really see him as a starter in year one or two, but he's definitely a project for teams to work on long term. I believe that he could be a nice sixth or seventh man coming off the bench, and he does have a very high ceiling. So I think that he could be a nice piece for a developing team in the NBA, such as the Thunder. Yeah, and what's interesting, I saw a report. I don't know if this is true, but apparently the Thunder offered the Cavaliers. Um, I think they they offered them the sixth pick and. Shy Gilgis Alexander is obviously a very, very talented player, very talented young player for the third pick. And the Cavs declined. I don't know if this is truly credible or not, but the fact that they might be that high on Evan Mobley just goes to show that Evan Mobley is very talented. I mean, the dude is so skilled. He can shoot. He's really tall. And he's like the modern modern big man. Like, what, what would be one player that you would compare um, Mobley to? Like, I know he's getting Garnett comparisons. Like, who are you thinking? Uh, I mean, this is a little bit of a, a weird comparison, but I think Chris Bosh. Uh, Chris Bosh could shoot pretty well for his size. He was very mobile. He was an anchor on the defensive side of the ball. I think he's a, born, he's a natural born leader, and he elevates teammates around him. I think he does have some work to do with his off-ball defense and his rebounding, but obviously those are stuff that can be worked on. He's very good with his intangibles. Uh, I have heard the reports about Shy Gilgis-Alexander, I do not know if that would, if those reports are credible enough to really buy into them. But nonetheless, reports like that don't just circulate out of nowhere. So clearly, executives are very high around him. Uh, I'm gonna bring up someone else. I think Trey Murphy. His draft stock is kind of skyrocketed. He's kind of come out of nowhere. Last season at Virginia, he was very, he was very effective on the defensive side of the ball. But I think his offensive side definitely needs a lot of work. He's a six-nine wing with over a seven-foot wingspan, which is obviously very ideal for NBA executives. I see him going in the 20 to 25 range, but right now I feel like anything is possible because after picks 10, I feel like everyone's kind of equal. I know you're a a pretty big UVA guy yourself, so I was curious what your thoughts were about Trey Murphy. I completely agree on everything you said with Trey Murphy, and I want to give a shout-out to Tony Bennett and their program. They do keep players there for a couple years, let them develop, um, just like Villanova, and that's why that he Trey Murphy has been skyrocketing. He's probably a very mature player. He knows how to handle the spotlight. And I'm just gonna disagree with you. I think that he's gonna go way higher. I think I could see him going like 14, 15, 16, 17 range. I mean, this guy's he's really, really skyrocketed. Um, I don't know if there's a specific reason why. I think people have just been watching him play. And honestly, though, he shot 43.3 percent from three point last year for UVA, which is a very, very um, good. Good mark. And with the NBA obviously needing shooters and any team needing shooters, I think he's going to be a great pick. And another guy that, you know, people are talking about in his, you know, he's skyrocketing too is Chris Duarte from Oregon. Guy's also a really great shooter. He's very efficient on the offensive side of the ball. However, the dude's 24. So I don't know if it's worth trading up for him if you're a team like the Knicks or like the Pelicans or anyone like that. So I think Duarte, I don't know how his NBA career will go. He doesn't have much time to develop. Um, He's really his ceiling is very low, but I think if you want an instant impact on the offensive side of the ball, he's your guy. But he there are a lot of doubts around him because of his age. So what do you think of the whole Duarte thing, and where do you think he'll end up? Uh, personally, I'm not very high on Duarte at the moment. I do understand that he can get buckets at will, but I personally wouldn't take a risk at him this high in the draft. There are other people who can score the ball just as well who you can take a chance on in the second round. So, I mean, if you're looking for a similar guy with the lower draft stock, I'm going to look for Trey Mann. 
Trey Mann proved himself in March Madness at the biggest stage, clearly proving he was clutch. I think that Trey Mann can facilitate for his teammates well, if not better, than, um, than Chris Duarte. And I understand that he's a little bit on the smaller side, but I think he makes up for it with his extremely high motor. So if I'm NBA executives looking for a guy off to come off the bench, I'm personally I'm targeting Trey Mann. Yeah, Trey Mann brings an intensity to the game like a lot of the prospects don't. I mean, he's super, super talented. And honestly, he's one of the better shooters, if not the best shooter in this draft. I mean, he has unlimited range. He like reminds me of Curry and Trey Young in the sense where he could really pull up from anywhere off the dribble. And he's six four, so he's not super, super small. And I think that he is very explosive. He can get to the basket easily. So I think that he'll be a very late uh, first round pick, but I think he's going to be a steal whatever team that um, picks him. I think he'll honestly go as late as like 27 or 28. You could see like the Jazz or the Suns try to get like some, you know, Trey, uh, Trey Mann to have a back uh, backcourt after like, you know, Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell. So I think there's a ton of potential there for Trey Mann. I think we're both high on him. And another guy. I, yeah, go ahead. No, I just think when I say small, I don't mean like height wise. I just think he doesn't have a lot of muscle mass. So I think getting to the basket at the next level is going to be hard. And a lot yeah. of the things that that at the collegiate level because of his speed, things that he did in college are going to work at the next level as he's playing more versatile wings. Yeah, I, I agree with that. We're going to see. He's very he's very risky in a sense where like, you know, he kind of took the spotlight late and he hasn't really been that much, but now he's embracing it. And one player that I really want to talk to, speaking of the spotlight, the NCAA tournament's most outstanding player last season, Jared Butler. After the medical, after the medical uh, fiasco, kind of there, they thought there were problems with, I believe, his heart. But now those tests have all passed, and Jared Butler is back, skyrocketing in many, you know, many teams' boards. The guy is super, super talented. He's a point guard. He's six four, and like honestly. He can defend. I mean, Baylor was so fantastic this year with Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler. I mean, they're two great defensive players. I think whoever drafts Butler is going to get a very, very good player. He's just an overall player, honestly. I, lo I like him a lot. I personally think he's just ready for the next level. I think his skill set definitely translates very nicely. He can guard one through four, and I think he's elite for a team who's looking to play small ball as he can guard players that are much bigger than him which is obviously a nice addition to anyone, to any team who's trying to draft him. I believe his three-point shot is a little bit inconsistent at times, but obviously with the right training, that can be developed. His intangibles are very good. He also has a high motor. And I just think that he's a risky pick because of his low ceiling. But I think in the sense he can, in the right system, I think he can make a nice impact. Yeah, I agree. And I think I'm I'm very high on, like I said before, the Baylor guys. Davion Mitchell, he's he's sliding a little bit, but because you know, he is a little undersized, obviously. Um, I think he's only like six one after the new measurements, after the combine. Regardless, the guy is the best defensive player in this year's draft. And I think that he's gonna make a tremendous impact. And speaking of also good defensive players, I want to bring up Ayodasumu. I haven't really heard about him a lot, but he is a very talented player. He played for Illinois last year and he kind of embraced the Big Ten spotlight. So I think that he, you know, he improved his three-point shooting last year that made him a threat. And honestly, he can defend, he can score at his own will, he can get to the basket. So I think Ayodasumu is a very well-rounded player, just like Jared Butler. However, I don't know. Like, the way he played in the tournament makes me think that he might not 
be the best NBA player, you know, with all the spotlight on him. But we're going to have to see. What do you think of Io? I think Io is very raw. He's a very raw prospect. You know, he's extremely athletic. He is very long wingspan stuff that you can't really teach. But I feel like his offensive game is just not polished enough, I think, to work at the next level. I mean, I think he's he's a long-term project. I don't think, you know, he'll be putting up 20 points a night. I don't think that he'll be getting huge minutes. I do see him in the G League for a lot this upcoming season. But personally, I think that I think that he is worth the risk for some teams. For a team that's already in the playoffs, who doesn't really need to add that much to their roster, it might be worth taking a guy like A who can give you big who can give you a big boost at the end of a game. Like a team like the Warriors or the Rockets, who, who the Rockets, you know, the Rockets don't really have a direction right now. To add a guy with such a high motor to the Rockets, I feel like that would give them some purpose. And a team who has so many picks in the next couple of years, I mean, it might be worth taking one of them on a guy who could be their next defender of the future. A team like uh, the Raptors, a team like the Clippers, that could be a very nice piece for Kawhi Leonard to replace Kawhi Leonard if he decides to leave this offseason. I feel like it all depends on the system for Ayo. I feel like the sky is the limit. But, of course, he does have a very big bust potential. Yeah, I agree. And one, I think, you know, as we wrap this up, I don't know if there are any other players you want to give a shout-out to, but I just want to talk about Jalen Johnson quickly. I mean, he, you know, after, like, before he got to Duke, like, the expectations were super high. People thought he could be a top five top 10 pick. Then, you know, he had a foot injury, he opted out of the season, and now people have no idea where he's going to go. Some scouts are really high on him, think he can maybe slip into the lottery, and some just think he's going to be a mid-20 pick. So I think that if you draft Jalen Johnson, I believe that he's going to be a little immature at first, and I think that coaches are going to have a hard time really disciplining him. But the talent is definitely there for Jalen Johnson. I think that we saw flashes at Duke. However, he just needs to be a better teammate, and he needs to just step up when needed. And honestly, I think that if he's put in the right situation, if he's put in with a good team that will you know, help him out, I think he can be a really good player. But also, I think he could definitely bust. And that will be one of the biggest disappointments, especially after he opted out of the season at Duke, which would have been a great opportunity for him to get into the lottery because, you know, Duke's system is amazing. I mean, they always have lottery picks. So it's a shame. But we're going to have to see with Jalen Johnson. But I think if he gets trapped in the mid-20s to a team, you know, I think he, I think he could be a good fit. I love everything you're saying. The only problem is I've been hearing that Jalen Johnson is going to be going a lot higher than the mid-20s, which is definitely a little bit concerning for me to hear because as much as I do love Jalen Johnson and as much as I believe in him, I just think that the bust potential is too large to ignore. A team who's drafting from 12 to 15, I just think that if you're going to take him, you're really assuming. You, you can't just assume that he's going to be perfect. He hasn't played structured basketball in over a year at this point, he struggles with discipline. I mean, his offense is definitely not polished enough to work at the next level. And you're drafting him for what his ceiling's going to be, not where he is right now. So I just think that right now he has a lot of work to do and he's better be in the gym because his three-point game is definitely not where it needs to be. His off-ball defense, not where it needs to be. And his playmaking ability is not where it needs to be. On the bright side, he does have extreme athleticism. He can, you know, give a team a high motor for five to ten minutes at a time. But right now, I think that teams should be very cautious when drafting him. Yeah, I agree. I think the key word for Jalen Johnson, for whatever team uh, is going to draft him, is patience. 
he's not going to be the type of player right, of me, right away. And you just pretty much pointed out all of his major issues. And that takes time to develop, especially in a young player who really he didn't play in the G League like Jalen Green. And you can't say he played in college because he had half a season and it was a disappointing season. I think they were nine and eight when he was on the court. So he's going to have a long way to go. But I think the talent is definitely there. There's potential is there. But you got to know what you're doing if you draft him that high. So is there anything else you want to end up on? I think this is a great segment. I think that this NBA draft is going to be super interesting because I feel like we might see a lot of draft night trades, especially with teams trading up, because this is a very deep draft. But also the amount of talent in the top 10 is it, 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 that can't just be overlooked. So I think a lot of teams are going to want to scoop in to the lottery. But then again, if you're stuck in the 20s, you're going to get some good players. So what's your like final consensus on this draft? Yeah, I think the last guy that I almost forgot about is Isaiah Todd. He was initially committed to Michigan last year before he decided to join Team Ignite with Jalen Green and Jonathan Kuminga. He obviously has had the experience and the exposure of playing at the next level, which is definitely interesting. He's a center who is very athletic for his size. He's extremely strong, and he can give you a lot of rebounds on a daily basis. I think he's going to go at the end of the first round to the early second round, and I think that he could be an intriguing prospect if you're looking for a backup center. Yeah, I agree. I've heard his name everywhere pretty much. Another center that in the second round is Charles Bassey from Western Kentucky. I think that he could he could provide like a good, you know, spark off the bench for some teams. He's pretty solid. But yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of Crunch Time. We hope you all have a great time watching the draft tonight. Very exciting. We're gonna see how it all pans out. These players have a lot of potential. It's going to be an exciting new NBA season next year.